God bless you and welcome. This is uh, Pastor Tony Lantigua with Centered Life Ministries podcast. I want to welcome you to the second episode. We're going to be in the book of Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, starting in verse 1. But before we get into the Word of God, let's start off with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you today that today is the day that you've made and we choose to rejoice and to be glad in it. We thank you that that goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. We thank you that you've come to bring life and life in abundance. We thank you, Father, that today we're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You cause us to lend and never have to borrow. We thank you, Father, for that today. We thank you for the the illumination of your word. We thank you that we have eyes to see and ears to hear what it is that you want to say to us. Holy Ghost, have your way in this podcast. Have your way with the listeners. Do in us what you desire. Revive us. Birth in us a desire for you. As the deer panteth after the water broke, let our soul so hunger and thirst after you today. Fill us and allow us to be a blessing and a conduit of your goodness, your mercy, your power, and your love. We bless you. We give you all the thanks in Jesus' mighty, precious name. Amen. All right, like I said, we're going to be in the book of Ezekiel today, starting in um, the 37th chapter, starting in verse 1, actually. And um, this episode, this number uh, two episode of this podcast is entitled The Valley of Dry Bones. That's what this uh, portion of scripture is about. And just to give you a little bit of background, this is the prophet Ezekiel in the Old Testament where the Lord brought him out to this great valley, this great desolation of dry bones. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's get into the word of God. Starting in verse one, the 37th chapter, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry, not just dry, but they were very dry. How many have ever felt as though you are dry on the inside, as though uh, there is no life in you? You, you're, you feel distant from God. You feel apart from what it is that he's doing or wants to do in your life. How many have felt that way today more than ever before? I'm going to say a few things here before I move on. But today, more than ever before, because of the times in which we're living and this pandemic and all of the different things that we're facing in life today, it's not hard to get detached, um, you know, from the body of Christ, which we're not meant to do. And, uh, and then as a result, become distant in our walk, in our relationship with God. And, and when that happens, we begin to dry up on the inside. We begin to feel as though the very life of God begins to, to, be, to get extinguished from us and we become dry and, and callous and, and, um, and void of the very life of God. That's how, uh, that's the situation that's being depicted here in the 37th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. 
Um, let's move on. Verse 3, he asked me, this is the Lord now, the Lord asked him, he said to Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones live? Question mark. Son of man, can these bones live? The Ezekiel's response is, I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. It's interesting to me that, that the Lord posed this question. He took them out to this great valley of dry bones, and they weren't just dry, but they were very dry desolate and any of any life whatsoever and he asked him he said son of man can these bones live I, I pondered that question that the lord asked ezekiel his man his his prophet and and i started to realize and rec recognize that that whenever there's a situation whenever there is opposition or uh great distress or um you know, there's, there's, there's a great heartache and persecution. God always raises up people. He always has a remnant that he calls on to ignite, ignite uh, revival. This, this passage of scripture is, is all about revival. It's all about a situation and a circumstance where seemingly uh, there is death uh, everywhere. There are bones that are on, uh, you know, this great valley, and, and these bones are, are dry, and not just dry, but they're very dry, void of any life, void of any of the presence of God, of the life of God. And, it, and, and if you do a, a history in, in regards to the great revivals, the great movements of God throughout history, you're going to recognize and realize that there was always a situation before great revival ever uh, arrived and there was a great move of God. There was always opposition. There was always persecution. There was always, um, you know, great uh, uh, people were hurting and, 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 and they started calling out on the name of the Lord. And, and as a result, God responded. He always has a people where they're, it was uh, prophets or, or whatnot. Uh, you know, his, his his the twelve in the in the, in the New Testament. He always has a remnant of people that, by the Spirit, they're in relationship in, with him, and and he allows them to start to see things as as though they should be. They he gives them the ability to peer into the spirit world and to and to see what it is that he desires to do in that season of dryness in that season of of great persecution in that season where it seems as though the situation is hopeless and lifeless he always has a remnant of people and i thought that that was interesting that he this is his mode of apparendus god doesn't do anything. God could have showed up on the scene. He could have all by himself because he's got all by himself. He could have j uh, just arrived on the scene, spoken to those bones by himself, with void of any any other interaction, and 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 caused those bones to come back to life. But he chose not to. And we're going to look at that. We're going to see that now, starting in verse four. Then he said to me, "Prophesy to these bones." and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, exclamation point, verse five. This is what the sovereign Lord says 
to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. Again, very interesting to me that instead of him just showing up, instead of the Lord just showing up in this, in this valley of dry bones and, and begin to speak to these bones and cause them to come back to life and attach tendons and skin and breath back to them, he didn't do that. He, he bought this man of God, this prophet, and he allowed him by the Spirit to see the situation. And then he instructed the prophet to prophesy over the bones. <laughs> I, I want to say this to you, that God is not going to do what he expects us to do for us. The body of Christ is in place today, is on the earth today where his, where his eyes, his ears, his mouthpiece, his hands, his torso, his feet. He expects to use us to, to establish the kingdom of God on the earth, his will on the earth. He's going to those that are connected to him, those that are in relationship with him, those that are, that are seeking after him. He's going to uh, inspire. He's going to uh, cause you. The Bible says that he, do, he does two things. He causes us to desire of his good pleasure. He causes us to desire it, and then he causes us to do of his good pleasure. Amen. That's that's found in the book of Philippians. And he it's it's a twofold thing. He he first gives us the desire for the work. He gives us the burden, if you will, for the work, the desire for it. And then he causes us to do of his good pleasure. The Bible says that we are co-laborers with him. <laughs> that's a very powerful thing. Co-laborers with him. When we are connected to him, again, the body of Christ, the, the sons and daughters of the Most High are in place today for such a time as this. We need to rise up to the occasion, not cowered back in fear. We're not called to, to walk in, in fear the Bible says that, that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. The Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the body of Christ. If you are a child of God, stop operating in fear. Know who it is that lives on the inside of you. The greater one lives on the inside of you, and he is wanting, wanting to raise you up, to, to take action, to be his eyes, his ears, his mouthpiece, his hands, his feet, and to bring about change and to establish the kingdom of God, the will of God, the purpose of God on the earth. 
More times than not, we're waiting on him and he's waiting on us. That's the bottom line. He is waiting on us. The Bible says that the earth moans and groans for the manifestation, the revelation, the revealing, the unveiling of the sons and daughters of God. If you've got, if you've got a desire for a godly thing, that comes from the throne of heaven. It doesn't come from from the kingdom of darkness. God, the devil is not, Satan is not going to put something on the inside of you that are that is meant to bless people, to establish, edify, built up, and encourage people. That's not that doesn't come from him. That comes from the throne of grace, the throne of God. So if there's anything in you today that that is that is urging you and calling you, ringing your bell to do something for the glory of God and to, and to bless people, then I encourage you to, to spend time with God and take action to, to, to allow yourself to be used of God. Position yourself today to be used of Almighty God to establish His kingdom on the earth. Amen. This is the, the prophet. The prophet obeyed God. He began to prophesy to those, to those dry bones. Let's pick it up on verse 7. So, so I, Ezekiel, prophesied as I was commanded. See, that's, that's our responsibility. Amen. I told you it's a twofold uh, thing here. It's a twofold interchange. God inspires. He and and then we're called to to act on that. We're called to act in obedience. Obedience, the Bible says, is better than sacrifice. That's all He desires from us is for us to be obedient. Leave the the logistical part of it to Him. Amen. Leave the finances and the and all the logistics to Him. He'll He'll. He takes care of those things. All we're called to do is to be obedient to what thus saith the Lord. So I, Ezekiel, prophesied as I was commanded. And, I, and as I was prophesying in the midst of it, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. As I was prophesying, that's a mouthful right there. As I was, as I was involved, as I put my hands to the plow, as I was obedient to what the Lord was commanding, what the Lord desires for my life, as I was in the midst of it, as I was prophesying, there was a noise. Something started to happen. Amen. Something started to take place a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone sometimes we in the midst of it in the midst of us being obedient as we put our hands to the plow sometimes we can't make heads or tails of what is going on sometimes we even question whether what we're doing what we're about as we put our hands to the plow if it's actually doing any good but i you know there is a noise that rose up he didn't understand what that noise was or what that rattling was all about all he understood was that something was happening 
something was happening. If God is in the midst of it, if God has spoken to you, listen, stop worrying about the logistic how and when and where and and all of those things. Don't that's not your responsibility, that's God's responsibility. Just stay obedient. Sooner rather than later, you're going to hear and see things taking place. Verse 8, I looked, (laughs) and tendons and flesh appeared on those dry bones, and skin covered them, but there was still no breath in them. As As the man of God, as the prophet was prophesying, he, he started to hear and to see the manifestation of what God had promised him. The, the full manifestation wasn't yet there because there was still no breath in them. But stuff was taking place. Verse 9, then he said to me, then the Lord said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, This is what the sovereign Lord says. See, that's key. That's very important. That, That you are in relationship with him, communion with him on a regular basis so that you understand what it is that he is saying that is relevant to the circumstances, the situation, that you find yourself in, that he wants to bring deliverance and revival to, that it's relevant to the times. What is it that God is saying to you today? It's important that you understand that. But you're never going to understand the mind of God, the will of God, the purpose of God for your life and ministry or, or, or whatever that might be if you are not in relationship with him communion with him, intimacy with him. That's what it's all about. Jesus said something when he walked on the earth. He says, the things that I say and do are the things that I say, that I hear my father saying, and I see my father doing. Why was that? Well, that was because he was in intimate relationship with his heavenly father. He made it a point to constantly be in fellowship with him. He prioritized it every single day. That's the, the, the one most single act, the most important single act that you can do that day is to take time, make time to spend, to, to, to have that intimacy with your heavenly father. You're not going to be able to uh, have a clear understanding if you don't do that. The devil is very good at clouding our judgment, our thoughts. He, uh, he always brings things that, uh, that are going to pull you in one direction or the other, designed specifically to keep you from spending time with God. Because he knows that if you, if you discipline yourself every day to spend quality time with your heavenly father, the spirit of God will begin to, to breathe on you. He'll begin to, uh, 
uh, allow you to see and to hear what is relevant, the most important thing that you should be involved in your hands, uh, putting your hands to. And, and, and as a result, when you walk in obedience to that, to what thus saith the Lord, then that's when you're going to get the results that God intends for your life and ministry, business, whatever that might be, relationships, whatever that might be. It's important that we are in fellowship with him so that we can hear and see what he's saying and doing. Amen. So let me let me read to you that, that verse again, starting at verse 9. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, breath, from the four winds, and breathe into these slain dead folk, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. That is what, that's the desire of God for his people, his church today. He's after a vast army of believers that, that are alive, full of the Holy Ghost, full of wisdom, discernment, full of the very life of God. Amen. So that we can go out and do the works which we were prepared for, the Bible declares in the book of Ephesians, before the foundations of the, of the world. Before you ever came into your mother's womb, he knew you. He knew you. Amen. What a very, what a powerful uh, thing and, and a mouthful that I just said right then and there. You were created for such a time as this. Earlier in my prayer, I said that you were the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And that's exactly who you are. That's the will of God for your life. He wants to breathe on you in spite of your situation today. You might, you might think that you are, uh, you know, void of the life of God, that your bones are dried up and, 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 and you, you, you just not in fellowship with him. But the desire of God for your life today is to raise you up to newness of life. He wants you to be uh, on fire for him today. Amen. That's the will of God for your life. And it is possible. That's what he asked. That's, that was the initial question that he posed to the man of God, the prophet. Do you think, man of God, that this is possible? That all of these dry bones, all of these that are very, very dry, is it possible for them to come back to life again? And I want to say this to you today, regardless of where you find yourself today in life, regardless of, of, of what you've done, whether you think that, that, you know, your life is over and it's too late for you. Listen, that's a lie straight from the pit of hell. I'm here to tell you today 
that God's desire for you today is that you would live, that you would have life and have it in abundance, regardless of how dry and desolate your life is today, void of the life of God. God is able. I'm going to say that again. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly in and through your life today. Amen. He's able to do that. Let me, let me uh, read on here. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones, he's about to, he's about to tell him who those bones are. He's about to describe the situation. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of, of Israel. They say, Israel says, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. How many have ever felt that way in life? That's what I'm talking to you about today. Our bones, this is what Israel, the church says, our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. They, they have no hope. And as a result, they are cut off or they feel cut off. And that's exactly the place that the enemy of your soul wants you to feel like that there is no hope and you are cut off. Nobody loves you. Nobody cares for you. Your life doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. And I'm here to tell you that he's a liar and a thief. You're here with purpose and on purpose. And he desires to give you a hope and a future. Amen. That's why he came. That's why he died for us and shed his blood for us. Verse 12, therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the, the sovereign Lord says, my people, this is what, this is what he desires. Now, this is what he's going to do. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel, the promised land, the, the land where, where it flows with milk and honey. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live. I'm going to read that again. That's verse 14. I will put my spirit in you. I want you to point to yourself right now and personalize this and say, I will put, you are putting your spirit in me and I will live. In spite of how you feel, in spite of how you, your circumstances, I want you to declare that over your life today. He is, putting, he is putting his spirit in me and I will live and I will settle you in your own land. Hallelujah. Then you will know that the Lord has spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. Hallelujah. Man, that's good news. I don't know about you, but, but to me, that's good news. God has not given up on you. The Bible says that a bruised reed he will not break, 
nor a smoking flax will he put out. I'm here to tell you that God's desire is to put his spirit in you and to cause you to live and bring you to a land, to a place that is flowing with milk and honey, the promised land that he desires for your life. He wants to turn your life around. Amen? And give you a hope and a future. Before I, um, before I leave now, I, I want to do something that I just feel led of the Holy Ghost to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start uh, and I'm going to pray and prophesy over you before I leave, before I end this podcast. I'm going to prophesy over you as the man of God prophesied. I'm going to speak life over you. And I want you, I want you to just, wherever you are, if you're, if you're hearing this podcast, wherever you are around the world, I want you to know and understand that this is personal to you. This is, I didn't just come on here and, uh, and share this with you just because. No, I believe that this is the will of God for your life, the, the purpose of God for your life. This is what he desires for you. So I want you to receive this by faith in Jesus' name. I believe God's going to breathe on you the breath of life and cause you to rise up to newness of life. Amen. Let's do that. Let's pray. I'm going to prophesy. Father, I just thank you for your people this morning. I thank you, Father, that uh, they have eyes to see and ears to hear. I thank you that, um, that you are not a man that you would lie, nor the son of man that you would repent. And I'm going to be obedient to you today, and I'm going to prophesy as the man of God prophesied. I'm going to prophesy over your people, and I'm going to prophesy life over them. Right now, I rebuke those dry bones and I command them in the name of Jesus to come back together. I command the tendons, the skin to be put back together. Those wounds, those hurts. I speak to those wounds and those hurts, whatever, whatever, whatever they are and however they came. I, I thank you that you are the God that restores us, heals us, delivers us. The word of God declares that by the stripes of Jesus, we have been healed. And I speak to those wounds right now, those hurts, and I command them to be mended, to be made whole by the power of the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the breath of life right now. I speak life over your people to everyone that is at the sound of my voice, everyone that is hearing this podcast today, I declare life over them. The life of God, the breath of God, in the name of Jesus, I speak to those dry bones, command, and I command them to come to life. I speak the breath of life over them. In the name of Jesus, in the mighty matchless name of Jesus, I thank you for them today, Father. I thank you that they hunger and thirst after you all the days of their life, that they pursue you and find you. They find purpose in Jesus' name. We thank you for that today. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 
Listen, I want to thank you once again for joining me today. This is, again, Pastor Tony Lantigua with Center Life Ministries. We'll uh, talk again very soon. Be blessed and remember who you are. You're a child of the Most High God. Blessed and can't be cursed. Amen. <laughs>